Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wall on us. Facing and taking on all the blatant pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Uh, this is likely to be the uh, final podcast of the year, as we'll take a few weeks off during the holidays, but uh, we'll be back again next year, and of course you still have this whole podcast to listen to, so I'm not going to say goodbye just yet. But for this final podcast of the year, I thought that we could tackle one of the uh, big issues that everyone's talking about these days, which is surveillance. Now, we've certainly talked about surveillance uh, in a variety of ways in the past uh, on this podcast and also on the website itself, um, but most of those have been focusing solely on things like the excesses of the intelligence community um, or perhaps issues related to privacy of individuals. Uh, however, there is a flip side to this. Uh, while some say that there should be no surveillance at all, that seems like kind of an extreme and probably unsupportable position. Um, however, given how uh, vocal some of us have been uh, in terms of speaking out against surveillance expansion, many seem to assume that we don't actually support any surveillance efforts uh, whatsoever, and I don't, I don't think that's quite fair. So for today's podcast, what I wanted to do was take a look uh, a little bit at the other side and discuss what we think is appropriate surveillance and why things that we complain about uh, go way beyond that, uh, that level and go way over the line. So I'll start from sort of first principles, which in this case for me is the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, which says pretty simply the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, etc., etc., etc. To me, that's pretty clear that you can have surveillance, but that surveillance has to have two key aspects. It must be targeted, first of all, rather than general, and it must have real oversight, which is sort of the warrant aspect of it. To me, that seems like a perfectly reasonable trade-off. If law enforcement or the intelligence community can make a compelling case for why a certain individual or group should be watched, and there are clear limits on what they're allowed to look at and for what purpose, that seems reasonable to me and potentially quite helpful in helping to protect people. The problem comes when we get away from that and we get into areas of mass surveillance. The whole point of the Fourth Amendment was to do away with the concept of general warrants, which existed previously. And yet it seems like right now we live in an age where the NSA has more or less created a general warrant to spy on pretty much all of us. And to me, that's a huge problem. Now, defenders of greater surveillance will argue, and perhaps convincingly, that we live in a different and dangerous time where the threats are both much greater and much harder to detect and track, and thus they claim that the only way to deal with this is with much broader mass surveillance. So, with our regular co-hosts, once again, Hirsch Reddy and Dennis Yang, let's lay out some parameters for what we think really is and is not appropriate for surveillance in the modern era, 
And let's start with the basics. Does anyone here, uh, let's just set the parameters, does anyone at this table believe that we either need more surveillance or alternatively that there should be none at all, just to see who, what we have around the table? And is, is anyone going to make either of those arguments? <laughs> no, that's... Right. I think that's, that's yeah. silly, and I don't think... I, I mean, I mean like, like basically, like to be dogmatic about either side seems like... like kind of contrary to what we're trying to figure out. It's like, life is messy, right? <laughs> um, the world is messy. Sure. Not, there, it doesn't seem like, you know, no surveillance would be a tenable solution here, right? So, yeah. or, I don't know what the opposite of that would be. I believe, I believe. <laughs> Surveil everyone. Well, I mean, there's, I believe I, everyone should be surveilling everyone, ubiquitous surveillance. Right, I mean, and there is that argument, which was, I think, well, part of our discussion on the very, very first uh, episode of this podcast, which was right. this idea of, of you know super surveillance where everyone could surveil and everyone else, and in which case you have a very different kind of um, structure. And that's, a, that's an interesting one, but not one that is likely or practical today. Right. So, you know, now, there is, you know, I don't think any of us sitting at this table think it's appropriate to expand surveillance at this point, but there is an argument that there are threats, and certainly in the wake of recent yeah. terrorist attacks and stuff, and people will argue that, you know, if only there were more surveillance, they would have been able to catch those. I, I mean, so, so the reason, I mean, like, yeah. Mike, you and I were kind of chatting about this, and the reason I brought this up is one of my friends kind of asked me, and she was like, hey, just wondering where you kind of stand on this, which is, <laughs> and her, 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 reading on the recent events in the news was that, you know, the various social media form, uh, mediums that were used to kind of organize and recruit for certain terrorist, you know, attacks uh -huh. and whatnot. And the fact that, it, you know, these modern tools are being used for the, this type of recruitment sure. and communication. She's like, does it, you know, she's like, I get it. Like that mass surveillance seems bad, but now that it's available right, and it's possible to kind of monitor, say, public channels all the time, um, is that, a, is that a bad thing? And then that's where I was like, huh, like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like, um, I don't know where I stand on. And then, then that, that led me down a Wikipedia rat hole where <laughs> I was reading about like, is it even, is it a crime to kind of talk about committing a crime, which I guess conspiracy is a crime. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not a lawyer. So like yeah. apparently in my lay person's reading of, of Wikipedia, like conspiracy happens when you speak about when you plan a crime with one other person, so yes. apparently you're one or more. One or more, yeah. Um, so apparently, it's not a it's not conspiracy if you sit in your own living room and think about stuff, mm -hmm. right? Right, because that's thought crime, right? Which is not a crime, I, thought, I th except I think, in books. I think <laughs> in conspiracy, you have to make some tangible preparation. Right, it, it has to. It has to. I mean, and and it, it, this becomes very very tricky. And in fact, conspiracy yeah. cases you know, are often very tricky where people will argue like none of this was real. Nobody was realistically yeah, we were just they were playing just, we were and just talking like about saying, things. what if and, we did and, this? And right? that is a problem. And, and I think I would argue that in a lot of criminal cases, conspiracy is kind of used as, as kind of an add on thing. Like you yeah. know, we've discussed in the past, like CFAA. Um, but you know, there is this point where you're like, well, you know, if people were actually planning a crime, do you actually have to wait for them to commit it before you can, you know, and, and do you like what, I don't know what, at what no. point is it a crime? You're, so, for example, I mean, if, if, if you know, to, to make it real, and I think that the examples here, um, that the reason why this is being discussed right now is if there is a, a bunch of communications around a planned terrorist attack, uh -huh. um, like, what, what do we do then? <laughs> <laughs> and and what, at what point does it, you know, are we, are we stepping on civil liberties? And at what point do so, we need to act in the, in, the, in the name of safety for 
everybody, right? So I think where's that line? You're, you're mixing two separate things. Am right? I? Yeah, because because whether or not something is a conspiracy is a little bit different than sort of the the surveillance question, which is how do people gather the evidence to support the conspiracy, right? Or or to even identify that there is a conspiracy, or to identify that there's a threat. I think there's two kind mm-hmm. of different things here. Yeah. So. I don't. We can make different arguments this way or that about what the standard is uh, for various types of, you know, quote unquote, thought crimes or preparations to commit crime. I think that's separate than the the surveillance question. The surveillance question is: Should the government be allowed to gather that evidence for right. to develop the case by looking at w- w- people's private communication, by bugging their houses, by doing that kind of stuff. Okay, that's fair. That, and, that's, that's two different things. And, yeah. and even within that, I think you have to make a little bit of a distinction between some of the stuff that people uh, talk about in terms of uh, gathering of data in public forums versus one-on-one sort of private chats, right? There's, 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 there's some distinction there. And, and then on another level also, the distinction between when it's proper for the government to actually physically bug something or track someone. Or uh, hack into or a computer, hack into yeah, computer, computer et cetera, be, right? Yeah. So I think as, as just sort of at the threshold level, at the very basic level, I don't know if everyone else here has a problem with it, but I actually don't have a problem with the government scraping all of Reddit, all the public forums that are out there where mm-hmm. people make public statements, YouTube... Twitter, whatever, tracking all of it, identifying who's saying what, yeah. and then and then you know forming some suspicions about that, and perhaps getting a warrant and going and taking a closer look at them. I have no problem with that. I have a bigger problem with the government saying, "Hey, we want a backdoor in everybody's devices so that we can commu- we can snoop on all your one-to-one yeah. conversations." Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a different thing. I think, and I think most or people. Or if, if if somebody's made a Twitter account private, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a problem with? Government having access to that, or to, to like direct messages, direct, direct yeah. messages. It's the same thing as any other private communication. Right. I think at that point, yeah. so you but, have a reasonable expectation of privacy yeah. once you make and, something and it, that says private. And, and there's two aspects to that. Yeah. The first thing is if we give government the ability to have this backdoor in a bunch of different kinds of consumer devices and give them the ability to go on to services like say uh, Gmail and stuff and just snoop on our communications yeah. the people that really want to hide what they're saying will figure out a way to safely communicate it's sure. not that hard to get secure hardware if you're determined mm-hmm. it's not that hard to get a, an encryption library I, I built an encrypted messenger on my own using uh, Google's Go it has a really great encryption standard library you can build stuff yourself just with off yeah. the shelf parts the government is not going to be able to force me to put a backdoor in my own software, right? And you know, I'm a lawyer, not a programmer, so <laughs> if I can do it, some determined terrorist teenager can do the same thing. The government cannot stop encryption technology from getting out there. Sure. Everyone knows how to do it. Um, and so it, this is kind of a myth that, that Congress is bandying about uh, with, while shaking hands with these agencies, which is that, hey, you know, if we put these backdoors in, it's like a magic key. We'll be able to break all <laughs> encryption. No, you yeah. won't be able to break any r- r- encryption by any terrorist that takes a halfway step well, to do the, something. And, and at the same time, you'll be making a lot of systems less secure yes, that, that exactly. do rely on that encryption. So, and, yeah. And, and also you should ask, why, why would they want that communication if, they, if, if, it only is, if it's going to turn out that all the legitimate terrorists that are actually organizing in a, right. in, in, in a quote-unquote reasonable way from their point of view, they're going to move off of these services and use things like Telegraph and stuff like that uh, that are encrypted totally. end to end. Yeah. Or they might not even trust them. They, may, they just build their own encryption, encrypted system, right? So um, 
if that's really the case, like why why would you push? Well, the, there is. The I mean, there, there is an argument. Um, I think it's Telegram, not Telegram. Telegram, sorry. Yeah. Telegram. And, and yeah. I mean, there is an argument too that like, you know, and I think that um, I don't know if it was ISIS or like maybe like Al Qaeda had had their own encryption standard they were using, but it was a weak one. So there is this argument that like if you could push them off the sort of commercial level encryption standards like the ones that they're going to move to are worse and easily more easily cracked and that's but i think that's kind of an extreme argument and and not necessarily one that's all that convincing i think you know um i i think the point that you're making is, is valid and i think there's there's sort of a related point beyond just like you know undermining safety and protection for all these people that supposedly these you know the government should be trying to better protect mm -hmm. um and, and it's that, um, you know, it, when you're doing this sort of mass surveillance, then you're creating these sort of larger and larger haystacks, right? And there seems to be this magical belief that, well, technology solves that problem, like data mining solves all. And, and I don't think they're necessarily wrong about that. I think they might be, right? And, and like, now, certainly... Yeah, I mean, like, 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 big data and data mining is being used at this, as this big save all that's right like, oh we're gonna throw this magic and and like to be fair right i mean like you know we've seen and this is you know from the technology industry like amazing things that have been coming out especially lately from sort of big data and data mining projects and so it's yeah. it's understandable that you could look at that and say like it is becoming kind of like magic and we're seeing amazing things come out of it but over and over again we're seeing when there are these sort of terrorist events that like they weren't cases of not being able to get the information because of encryption. They were cases of just having too much information and not yeah. being able to pull out that the right. Here, yeah. So here, here's my here's my question. As I, as I was thinking about this issue, all right, let's put government over here on the in the side. Let's let's okay. not not have them do anything kind of bad and creepy. <laughs> but if I if I were to say like Facebook or Google, you know, or Twitter or Reddit, and I, as a company, who have, I have access to all my data, right, that mm -hmm. my customers use. If I go through and I'm looking, right, and I somehow were able to suss out, hey, look, this this activity here looks suspicious. Right. Um, is there kind of a, a, either a business reason or would, like, yeah. as Google, like, can I be like, hey, hey, um, yeah. government, so, maybe you should look at, I'm not going to say why, but maybe you should look at these So the, the, there are a couple issues there. One is that they do that already. For the most part, most of those companies do that. There is actually... Um, uh, our wonderful senator, not so wonderful senator, Diane Feinstein, proposed yeah. a bill yeah. um, over the summer making that mandatory. So basically saying if social media, if an internet platform company comes across any information that appears to be right. created by a terrorist, they have to report to the government. That yeah. got rejected. That, but then right. uh, as we're recording this, by the time this comes out, we'll see where it is. But, but as we're recording this, she yeah. has reintroduced that. Um and and because of the attacks in Paris, yeah. but, but they have to have actual knowledge, right? Right. It do, it does so, require so then, it, it does not it does not mandate monitoring, but it does require actual knowledge. But then, so the the impact of that, people make yeah, two arguments. Yeah, this is going to go the opposite. So basically, does that mean that if if it's mandatory and I because it's mandatory if you know about it, so you're like, whoa, I'm not going to look. Right. So so you have you have one of <laughs> one of two things happens. Like a lot of companies will say like, yeah. okay, put on or, the blinders, or, do not look because yeah. if you look, then you're liable. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Or you have the opposite thing, which is that a company looks and then they just start throwing everything over, over to the to the FBI and the FBI is like most of this is garbage so I am not going to look right. that carefully at anything that comes from this company that is just I mean, you know, overloading me. It seems like the incentives are are set up in the wrong way. The incentives are are totally screwed up. 
Who, who even told her to introduce that bill? Who thought this was a good idea? I can't imagine the NSA or somebody asked I, I, for this. I, I, so this I, is, she introduced I, this recently? This yeah, is, yeah. Well, she, she'd introduced a, a version of it over the summer, and uh, Senator Wyden blocked it and yeah. got it killed, and then she just brought it back. Because I can imagine structuring something, like, the gist of this, right? Uh-huh. Like, like can, you, can you put the incentives in the right place? Such that companies maybe it's kind but of like a whistleblower all, but thing. But here's the right? thing: like, they, they already do, right? Most of those com- you know, these are these are companies that have people who recognize that terrorism is bad, and if they see things that look like that look like terrorism, terrorism, they, they're going to report it. And they have and, like a red phone they can pick up. Yeah, and call. I mean, you yeah, know, I have a regular telephone for, for, for the for the for the for the larger companies. Certainly, they have connections into the government, mm-hmm. and and honestly, like. If you have like real terrorist information, you can reach a, uh, someone in the government who will take, well, maybe take you seriously, and and you know for a larger company certainly they can. They do right. like a tip line or something. I mean, yeah, and so there's there there isn't an issue there where like it's not like these companies aren't doing anything right now. People forget who is in an American company. American companies have a. Have a lot of Americans. Yeah, have <laughs> Americans. They have veterans in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I used to yeah. room with a guy who was like a Green Beret who was an MBA who worked at Intel when I was when I worked at Intel. I mean, I mean, th- these guys are all not going to all suddenly forget their patriotism because they work no, for a company. Sure. You know what I mean? They, and, and if they see like, something, they're like going to any, report it. And it's not like any one of these companies wants a terrorist attack. To yeah, exactly. Happen. So, so you know, I, I think there there is this like you know, there's become this sort of concept out there that's like. You know, Silicon Valley versus the government, and I think that's misleading in a lot of ways because I think lots of companies are perfectly happy to to help at a reasonable level. The issue is, you know, what is that reasonable level, and yeah. that's where there's a disagreement, and it's a big disagreement. But I, but I think maybe it's because like I haven't heard of these examples. You're saying that companies can contact the authorities yeah, and they about do, they do right? all the time. Um, so like, why don't we hear more about that? Or well, what is there? What is there to hear about? Right? I mean, if they're just tipping yeah. off the FBI to like investigate exactly. this person, you're not going to hear about that. But that that's a good story. That's like, hey, you know, um, such and such company tipped off the FBI about this person, and this crime was thwarted. That seems like an awesome story. Um, if it happens, if they actually thwart a crime off of it, and, and, <laughs> but but you know no, but you know on a lesser level, not terrorist related, but crimes have been reported, right? Yeah, uh, this person's yeah, this person's live streaming and they're talking about this threat or that. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, so so people hear about it. I mean, I, I I've certainly read stories so so, about but no, let's take a step back and again, sort of looking at it from the government's perspective. Like, if it, it, was, it was your role, right, and it's your ass on the line, basically, to say like you know, we don't want to get hit again. Right. Right. And right. so like, I understand the incentives of those people to say like, well, fuck it. I, I want to make sure I have every bit of information that I can get because, uh, otherwise I'm going to miss something. And then when, when an attack does happen, I'm going to be blamed for not having that information. Now, I think the, the you know, flip side of that is like, okay, well now you had all this information, you missed it, which is, you know, we're seeing all these examples, the Paris attackers, like almost everything they did, it looks like they did a whole bunch of stuff out in the open. They were on watch lists already. You know, the guy who who sort of organized the whole thing had uh, published an interview in an yeah. English language magazine <laughs> saying that he was planning this attack. And you're what? like, yeah, I didn't yeah. hear about that. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, 
I don't think you guys can really blame encryption for that <laughs> when you had an awful lot of, uh, you know, of details and evidence. And so, what was the situation there? If he really did that, is there is there is there just that many people making those kinds of <laughs> threats in English language magazines that they just can't follow up on? I them? mean, like, it what's was going a, on? I don't know. It was an, an English language magazine put out by ISIS that they have this sort of glossy yeah. magazine. And he did, it have, like, they, I, did I, they identify him though? Yeah, he, he he they said who he was and and. What he he didn't say like I'm going to attack Paris, he, but he basically said I'm planning attacks in Europe. I figured out ways to get you know in and out of Europe and across the border, and I've gotten other you know other folks in as well, and we're yeah. planning a series of attacks. And he was also apparently the guy. Who, I mean, that sounds like a recruitment message. It's like, hey, and you, if you yeah. want to join, like call me or something, or yeah, maybe. I mean, he was apparently also the guy who had planned out the attack that was that was thwarted that was on the train uh that was a few months yeah, ago that these guys by the by the servicemen that yeah. were off duty that were wearing polo shirts at the <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and, and uh um so apparently it was the same guy but then you know this the latest paris attacks obviously were a much bigger deal yeah. um and that, that is crazy i totally forgot about that that could have been a huge tragedy sure. on the same uh, yeah. same level, level. yeah yeah, and so, you know, but clearly, this is the thing, right? I mean, there there are clearly a number of people out there who are planning to do attacks. To do bad things. Right, and and you're not going to catch them all, no matter what. And then there's a the question of, like, well, how do you, you know, how can you structure a system where you minimize those attacks from happening without undermining everyone else's security and safety and privacy? I, what I mean, is I with the silence? Don't you have answers? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you do that? And I think that you know, with with the rec the recognition of this bill that that, that Feinstein's introducing, like I think people are gonna people feel like we have it's like we have to do something. Yeah. Oh, there is right? definitely this sort of knee jerk must do something reaction. Yeah. And 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 the reactions have gone you know on one spectrum. You know the. Uh, Trump has has has, has said not, things. Not even, we don't yeah. go into that, but <laughs> but but you know I I think that you know I don't know I haven't done a survey of like av the average person walking on the street, but it feels like the average the the general public sentiment of like hey you know it would be okay if government kind of started peering into you know or having a backdoor to this kind of stuff. People are like yeah maybe maybe it's okay right. Um, and then what happens if it is okay? So Yeah, I mean, I would say that the public sentiment certainly has probably shifted a little bit back in that way in, in the wake of the, the recent attacks. And, and, you know, that's personally concerning to me because I don't think they necessarily recognize the cost of what they're giving up. But it, it, it could just be that, look, um, if you want to be a free society... The cost of freedom is that those kinds of bets. It could just be, and that's uh, that's that's a, an argument that a couple of people have made. It's tough to be convincing on that because yeah. fear tends to yeah. work. But if you really look at the total number of deaths from sure. from from terror, it's nothing. I mean, there was it's a report that came out nothing. recently that said you had a bigger chance of being hit by falling furniture or killed by yeah. falling furniture than to be in a the, terrorist. There attack. you go, and 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 we're not banning furniture on second floor. Yeah, and and uh, the other the flip side of that argument is everyone talks about like the number of car accidents people die. You know, you have. Tens of thousands of people dying in car accidents, and we don't put anywhere near the yeah. kind of. Uh, but or, I feel I feel like we don't deserve the gun, the gun debate, right? Is we the, don't the latest one as well. So we, we don't deserve the the moniker "land of the free" if you are not willing to spend anything on freedom. Sure, right? Like it's just like nothing. It, we just want to be safe. We prioritize safety over anything. Yeah, snoop on our stuff. Ban people, do whatever you want, just keep me safe. I don't care. Just like put me in a North Korea style state that just keep me safe. Like that's not 
land of the free, right? Yeah. And, and that's so. So I think when it comes back to is like this question that we discuss all the time, which is like it's trade offs, right? There are always trade offs to to these different things, and you know. Figuring out where where a reasonable level of trade off is is important, and right now, yeah, you know, there is it's a, swaying in that other direction. It's swaying in the other direction, which is a, a sort of you know reaction to kind of the fear uh, that that comes about, and and some fear mongering to sort of push mm-hmm. that along. Yeah, um, but you know, but are there other things? I guess what I'm trying to kind of think about is like, you know, as opposed to it being the situation where it's like, you know, against surveillance pro-surveillance, like, is there, like, well, here's here's a unique idea or an innovative idea to, like, do something that is, this will help with more targeted, useful surveillance right. as opposed to, you know, undermining the, I mean, the, 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 the privacy of everyone else in the world. It seems like the, the process should be, like, whole-scale monitoring of public channels, right, which, le- which leads to targeted surveillance. That seems like a good process. Okay. Right? So let's... Okay. Let's, let's, you know, that seems like if I were in government and I was tasked with protecting the American public from some sort of unseen threat, you know, like the fact that they're using public channels, the fact that they're publishing English language <laughs> magazines um, that report their, you know, their plans or, or, and name the, the individuals that are, that are involved, which, which would then feasibly lead to targeted surveillance of those named individuals, right? That seems like, like I'm not in law enforcement, I'm not in security, Seems like a good process. Uh, sure. If I were to put in, putting a project plan together, I think I think ultimately you're just going to have to fall back on um, the traditional forms of, of just getting tips from human intelligence, right? Like just people being turned in no. by their neighbors. And that well, kind I think of thing. And I think that's actually a good point. I think like we we as a society and certainly the government, I think, has become so infatuated with this idea of kind of the technological solution yeah. to all of it that they sort of have magic. Yeah. Like it's, it's the magic side of it that they pay less attention to the human intelligence side of it and spend much more on saying like, good old oh, fashioned intelligence just... is hard. Yeah. And that's, and which is true. Whereas like sucking up every bit of data and every communication seems much yeah. easier. I mean, I think the, the scientific like ideal would be like a minority report kind of thing where <laughs> magically you have a ball that comes up and you know, what's going to happen in the future. Right? So, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that a whole other ball of wax? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just sort of, yeah, the kind of dystopian future that comes with that. Um, yeah, that's a whole other whole other topic for Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it, it's interesting, but, like, um, I don't know. I still wonder if, if like, if, if everyone has gotten so dug in on kind of their, their positions that we're not thinking about other potential ways that, that could be done. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, like, like is, there, is there something just completely right. out of the box that could protect our civil liberties and freedom and at the same time provide us with decent signal to stop bad things from happening. Yeah. I mean... Ubiquitous surveillance. <laughs> I mean, the, no, but I think that, you know, the, the fact... No, but the, the fact that a lot of this planning happened out in the open and on open channels speaks to the fact, like, you know what, let's... If we think that that's okay, like, around this table, you know... Maybe that's the first step. Is just well. Like, I, I mean, when I was talking about the open planning, that it's not like it was like every they were having their discussions on Twitter for everyone to see. Maybe uh, they were. Well, I don't think they were, but like um, there were some indications that there was at least some discussion in like private chat rooms in Facebook and yeah. through SMS mess unencrypted SMS messages and and through some other um, setups as well. Yeah, they didn't say like the the red bird flies at dawn. There is like there was a SMS <laughs> message that was like, uh, "We're getting started, like go or something like that." No. I forget the exact message, but um, 
and and in theory, right? I mean, if they were doing what you said, and like if people were recognizing like these people were worth watching and had, yeah. you know, gotten warrants for targeted surveillance of them, and they saw that, that kind of SMS message, then somewhere. that could have potentially set off some alarms. But that they weren't really being monitored. Um, right. So it feels like the existing, like the existing ways that we can surveil individuals seem to work or just not doing them very well. Yeah, I think that's an argument. And and in fact, you know, I mean, the argument there is that basically the intelligence and law enforcement services failed, right, in, yeah. in allowing these things. And perhaps that's why they're pushing for all these other things as sort of a distraction. <laughs> like, let's blame the fact that we didn't have all this information, even though, you know, there was all sorts of information. There are ways to get have. it. We just didn't go and get it. Right. right? Like, But they, nobody wants to admit that. Because that, that feels bad. Well, not that not does it feel bad. It looks bad because it's, that's their whole job. And yeah. it's also just the, the future terrorists will change their MO, you know? Yeah. You no, but it's always, always going to be that way, right? So, like, that's not necessarily an argument against, I think, surveilling, right? Like, people are going to try to do bad things and kind of thwart, try, to, try to thwart surveillance or try to thwart whatever it is that you're trying no, to do. No, but it's worth right? thinking about what kind of communication can they not avoid. I mean, there's certain things you're going to have to talk day to day. They're going to have to talk to people that they're conspiring with. They're going to have certain yeah, behaviors I, I, that can I think be picked out I, by their neighbors. Yeah, you know? I think the, the argument that like it's impossible to track some of these people down is generally not necessarily yeah. true. I mean, obviously, um, some people true. can always get through, but I think people leave clues. And, mm. and that's, yeah. that's what detective work is all about, is that you can track down these clues and you can find and if them. If you think it's impossible and you just give up, like that seems... That seems like a really bad solution or a really bad excuse to not do anything, right? Like, oh. yeah, and and you know, and and with all these things, like there are certain patterns and certain things that people are going to do that yeah. that should set off alarms if they're, you know, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm not the one looking at that data right now. Yeah, we're basically one dirty bomb or one large explosive detonation away from like complete. Back doors and everything. That's that's what I always say, right? <laughs> like, I mean, all it takes is someone to smuggle some large ordinance into an American city. Yeah, but, but, the end of that. But that's the which, 24 which, scenario, which, right? So. Which may be true, but, yeah. but like, is that a good thing? Like, I mean, uh, no, I mean, obviously that's not it's a good not thing. A, <laughs> no, it's not a good thing. <laughs> what do you mean by... <laughs> no, I, I, what, what I'm talking about is like, like, people are going to make that argument, but that's, again, the point that you made at the beginning of this this conversation was like, that's not going to help. You can give backdoors and everything and it's not going to help. You're still going to have the situation where the people who want to set off a, a bomb somewhere are going to figure out a way to get around it anyways. And yet at the same time, you're going to make everyone else less secure in the process. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have to all take off our shoes when we get on the planes because some guy <laughs> try to try to set a right. shoe bomb off. Right. So, and in order for us to feel safe, we have to be able, we have to take off our shoes now. Thank God he didn't put his bomb in his underwear. Well, there was the there was the guy who the, yeah, was, that was the underwear, underwear guy. Yeah, underwear guy. Too. That's true. And we, you know, that's why we have the nudie scanners, right? right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and so there is this element of like they're always trying to track the last attack, not the next attack, which is also problematic. And that's sort of this whole security theater aspect, but but. Um, which is completely ineffectual. We should oh, say. totally. And yeah. but but that's you know I think part of this whole discussion is that almost all of these things have been fairly ineffectual, and and people feel like they need to do something. And to some extent, you know, there should right. be some right. things that they should be doing. And I think there should be a, a better think, conversation on what are the reasonable things that they should be doing. Yeah, and I think that that's the. I think every time there's a you know something that happens that's a, that's seen as a failure of the current security measures, mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, we must. It must be because. Must be because we're not doing 
this new thing, right? Right. Um, where I think the message seems to be, to, to me, it's like, no, like, we have a lot of the tactics that we can, we have a lot of things at our disposal, to tight, to shore up security, and we're just not using them. Yeah, either it, it enough does, or it does seem yeah. like the the intelligence community's response in either direction is always like, if they're successful in preventing an attack, it's like, see, we were successful. Give us more power. Yeah. If they weren't successful, it's like, like oh, we didn't have enough information. Give, give us, us more. more power. Yeah. You know what? I, it's I never that, like, cool. Like we have just enough power to do what we need to do. Yeah. See you tomorrow. I I think given how small the casualties are from terrorist attacks, including 9-11, by the way, when you'd look at it in proportion. To what? To, to anything. I mean, it's just like, even though it was thousands of people compared to accidents, cancer, all these things, it's like Yeah, nothing. but it is, I mean, it's still a big deal, right? It's a, it's, I mean, a, it's I, a big deal psychologically, but think about what a message it would send if America said, okay, you killed these many people, just doesn't matter to us. We're going to rebuild it, World Trade Center, exactly the same as it was before. Yeah, you're I've not. Heard, we've I've no, heard that argument, and no one will know that there's any difference. We're not going to do anything. What are you going to do about it? They can't. I mean, we're. I think what is it now? Seventeen trillion dollar economy, three hundred fifty million people. They can't. If if you if you choose not to get disturbed, sure. they cannot change our way of life. It's like impossible. They can't do it's a like fucking standing thing. Standing up to the bully. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 I and I I get that, and I agree conceptually and all these things, but yeah. like. This is reality, right? It's I mean, reality. That, that I mean politically, we can't do that. I mean, that's you're that's gonna right. you, the bully attacks you. You're you're gonna take a different way to school. It's tomorrow. not even to look at it as the, no, but it's not even that's not the right analogy. They're not, not right. bullies. They're not bullies. They're, it's like a tick. <laughs> <laughs> tick jumps onto your big toe when you're driving, and yeah. you swerve your car and go off a fucking cliff. <laughs> that's what it is. As opposed to saying, "Oh, it's a tick. It's irritating me. Whatever." Like you know what I mean? That's what it is. That's it's you completely change your society. Your yeah. values, how you, your relationship with your government, everything, yeah, everything you people. change everything because of a rate of casualties that's smaller than furniture falling out of buildings <laughs> from from, a, from the second story. Right? That's that's the yeah, actual no, mathematically. No, that's the way to look. It, at no, it. and I yeah. agree. And and it is. I mean, so it all becomes sort of an, an optics thing, right? And so everyone's sort of responding to the optics of things, and and that's a problem. And so I, I think we agree with that, but we haven't quite solved, you know, I, other than like, you know. Do your basic job uh, of the intelligence community and follow the constitutional setup of that, in which you need to get warrants and you can do targeted surveillance. Yeah, because you can do that. Right. So you should do that. And most people don't complain about that. I mean, I think the answer to the question is like, what was it legal to survey on September 10th? Two thousand and one. Uh-huh. Just make it that. You know, <laughs> was that was sufficient? We thought in that. Well, I mean, world, but, but 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 you know, yes and no, right? But the response to that is like. You know, the internet was not what it was today back then. And so there is an argument that like communication yeah. works differently today. And like back in and then most people would talk over telephones that had wiretapping capability. That's not necessarily the case today. So in, if that's your argument, do you think it's okay then under that argument you could mm. say that that, you know, you should have backdoors and encrypted communications because that's what we had on September tenth, two thousand one for mm. the most part. Ah, I stumped her. Yeah, you did. In other, in other words, we didn't slip into a totalitarian regime from being having all our calls snooped. The abil- the, so, the so, abil- maybe, so maybe we can have all yeah. our internet snooped and we'll be fine. It wasn't totalitarian when we were when the government had the ability to do it. So mm. why not keep that? Well, it's right now. Now to play the other side of that, yeah. it's different, right? I mean, so. Telephone calls were one form of communication, which was sort of the primary form of communication. Whereas now, today, because so much uh, communication and, and and 
information about your lives go th- goes through the internet, it becomes a very different thing, and you're revealing a lot more and a lot more interpersonal information and a lot more data about who you are and yep. what you do and what you're interested in than you necessarily did before. And again, when they were able to get into telephone calls, that was very directed and very targeted because yep. you would have to get a wiretap on this particular person, and there were fair, fairly you know, clear limitations on that. And people would figure out ways to get around it, like go use a payphone or something like that. And so, you know, basically the point is it's not, it's not, it's not easy in either direction. And I don't think the argument is that you can say, okay, go back to September 1st, 2000 or September 10th, 2001. First would be fine too. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Or, you know, to say that, that, you know, well, now we're in a totally different world and therefore we should, you know, surveil everything. So, uh, we haven't come up with any answers, <laughs> Yeah, but I think we're, we're basically out of time on this one. Um, don't do bad things. Don't, that would be great. If, if someone out there can figure out a process <laughs> to automate only good things happening, yeah. that'd be cool. That's what we ultimately, nobody wants surveillance, right? <laughs> yeah. We just, we just want no bad things. No bad, no bad people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. We're getting into trouble here. All right. I'm going to end this one. Uh, we're going to take a few weeks off for the holidays, but we'll be back. Thank you once again for listening to this podcast for as long as you have. Uh, if you just picked it up recently, let us know. If you've been listening since the beginning, let us know. Uh, if you think we've been getting better or worse or different or the same or whatever, what, or let us know what else you'd like us to talk about, who else you'd like us to have on the podcast, all sorts of stuff. Contact us at techdirt.com. And uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 To grab a shovel and dig up the tap. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tap. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the